Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And Shidano is not here. It's the big CY along with Cappy. So we were just talking about uh, uh, texting and breaking up and yeah, stuff and, and like that. Yeah, strangely, Clinton just went through something like this. <laughs> yeah, but, exactly. but okay, now, now I made this statement, Cap and Clinton, that if you're going to fire me, like if the powers that be decide here that they're going to fire me, okay, I do not want them, even though I've been here forever, I do not want them to make me come in here so they can do it face to face. If it's hmm. the end, I just want them to say they can call me. They can do whatever you want. They can say, hey, we've decided to go in another direction. And I would say, fine, thanks for letting me know. That's it. Anything wrong with firing someone electronically? This is tough because This radio, is kind of an HR thing. Right. Radio, radio is so different because, like, these days, guys don't get farewell shows. Nope. People don't get any kind of grace out of the door. Radio has never been good nope. about firing people. So that's a different thing. I do think, though, it depends on how long you've been there. If it's somebody I know... Yeah, I want to see that person and be like, hey, maybe we're not going to be friends, but maybe we are. Right. You know what I'm saying? And if that's the case, in a work scenario, that's different than a relationship scenario. But if it's like, come in, do four hours of radio, oh, by, oh, the, way, by the way, never come back, yeah. that's not cool. That's Cap, what do you think? Do you, do you owe it to someone? If you're going to fire somebody, does it matter how you do it? So if I'm on the receiving end of being fired, as you've described, John, mm-hmm. I actually want to be called in. And I want them to look at me face to face because firing somebody is one of the hardest things to do. Yeah. So I, if, if you're going to fire me, at least give me the pleasure of watching you squirm. <laughs> that's you, true. You that's, know, that's a there's good something point. to that. Yeah. I mean, I remember when I left, I've left jobs where it wasn't a firing, but it was a, we don't have any intention on doing anything more with you. So read the writing on the wall, and I got a little bit of a satisfaction out of seeing yeah. that person try to you know, hem and haw about what they were going to do and how they were going to do this and what went wrong and this, that, a third. And it was like, oh, all right, I've learned something about you. That's a good point, Kat. So I once had to fire tw- uh, 12 to 15 people. Really? Yeah. So what happened, I was doing uh, morning drive in Toledo, and uh, we were a top 40 station. And one morning I get up and I come to work, and they're playing the Kingsman Louie Louie. Which wasn't part of your format. No, we were a top 40 station. And then it plays again. And then it plays again. Oh, and then I realize this is a stunt and they're changing the format. So they called me in and said, oh. here's a stack of checks. Your job is to give everybody their last check. Wow. Because they were, were changing Were you among format. the people getting fired? Or is that no, part of the format they were change? keeping me to oh, do God. morning drive. So I had to oh. dismiss like something like 12, 13, 14. It was a brutal feeling. So you weren't technically doing the firing. No, you I were was, the hatchet man. I was made yeah. to do that. I was, what do they call right. that? The guy in the, uh, the Turk. Okay. I was like the Turk. Right. I was taking people out. It was wow. terrible, <laughs> terrible thing. They put me in a position at one point where I had to fire my brother who was working with us. No I mean, way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. radio, yeah. Radio is brutal, <laughs> brutal, brutal. Uh, That's wild. It, yeah, it's an interesting twist. Now, did you guys see this story uh, over the weekend mm-hmm. that there was a Lakers summer league game, and LeBron was on one side of the gym, and Russell Westbrook was on the other side of the gym. Yes. And people are making a very big deal out of the fact that they didn't publicly acknowledge each other. And if you tune in to Sedano and Cap at about 410, we'll tell you all about it. Um, thank you. But here's my question. Um, if By the way, that's the stupidest rule I've ever heard. Yeah. And Why? It, because it's, we're talking about the t- the stories of the day. We're talking about the stories this is, of the day. By the day. way, this is your show right now. It's 401. Well, right. But if we exhaust all of our topics in the first segment of Crosstalk, then what are we going to talk about the rest of the show? We're not going to exhaust right, the topics. Right. But it's, how it's, can it's you right. exhaust yeah. topics? These are talk listen, show hosts. Listen, this is what listen, they do. Okay, Lindsay, listen, this we're is happy a, to go. This is a if dumb you listen, rule. If I you just wanna, think that we could spend Crosstalk talking about a lot more fun stuff. That's what all. do you want to talk about? 
Um, I think uh, we can hey. talk about the softball game because this is yes. the first time I've been in studio with you guys. I'm on your team, Mace. How do you feel about that? Uh, I feel great about it. I am uh, incredibly enthusiastic about you being my everyday second baseman. Oh, did you try and trade me yet? Uh, I did, um, and there were no, there were no the takers. The price was too high. Yeah, I tried to I tried to juggle rosters a little bit, but I've got as I you... recall, your move was you wanted to trade Lindsey baseball. For Kirk Morrison and Clinton Yates, yes, and, and or I believe, and, the, and or yeah, it was yeah, either mean, Keith or Clinton, Kirk or Kirk. Clinton. Yeah, so, no, neither of those happening. made sense. No, no. So I, uh, Lindsay, I'm totally happy with you on the team. For the record, yeah, I think, and I could be completely wrong, and I'll eat it if I am. But I feel like the rosters are very imbalanced they because are. I feel like Team Mason. Has just like it has the ringers on it. You got Ramona, you got Travis, you got me. Like I just feel like there's there's like a lot to be said about. So your you team. know Ramona is going to be very limited in what she can. Even do. if she's a DH, she's like, she's, you know. she's not going to bat. She's going. Oh, okay. We think she can pitch, but she can't hit. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on though, Lindsay. You're saying that you think Team Mace is a stacked club, right? I, I do, and again, I could be wrong, but just this is you know on paper because. Like I said, I have no idea what we're going to get out of me because I haven't played softball in so long. So that's a minus. But I did play softball like in high school, you know, like I, I, I almost considered pursuing it collegiately. So it's not like I'm, I'm no slouch. Did you think about pursuing, pursuing it collegiately? Yeah. Oh, that wow. and soccer. But, you know, I just, you know, collegiate so wait, sports for women. I just want to say something, though. But you see, Lindsay. Everybody out, else, by the way, thinks that Cappy's team right, is stacked. That's exactly yeah, what I was going to say. Are. Is that, is that everybody thinks that. Oh, Beto, yeah. too. Beto, Beto. Beto's yeah. a ringer. Beto's, Beto's the best player ringer. on your team. Beto's really good. Let's be yeah. clear Wait, about what that. about Travis? Tra- didn't Travis Beto, play like college baseball? Beto is the best player for the purposes of this function on your team. Trust me about that. I mean, I I, I agree. He's like, I mean, he still plays like beer league softball, right? Yeah. And yeah. He, he probably takes it super seriously. He's no, like super it, competitive guy. Think, can I say this? I think there's also a misconception about like what competitive and taking it seriously means. Taking it seriously means... It's not that hard to be good because you know how to play. You know right, what I'm right. saying? That that's what that means. And I think we're being competitive because it's going to be fun. Like I'm not expecting anybody to go out there and cleat somebody. Yeah, not even close to that. But the trash talk well, will be at I'm a like, very high yeah. level. That's for sure. So Lindsay, I'm glad though that Lindsay thinks that Team Mason is the better team on paper because Mace didn't somebody tell us last week that they set the line and Team Cappy was like. I don't know, minus 350. I mean, we were <laughs> right. big favorites. No, Ireland made you enormous favorites in this matchup. Plus, he's got 40,000 mythical dollars yeah. on our team. So, Linz, here's the uh, starting like lineup I'm our working team can with. Match. Let's hear this, let's hear this lineup. Okay. Uh, leading off, playing center field, Taylor Smith. He says he's very, very That's fast. That's smart. He'll get on base, yeah. Batting second at DH, Brady Cates. That also changes. That also changes a lot of things. No, it doesn't change much. Change? But it gives you an extra body for somebody it just that means actually... Ramona he, can't hit. Yeah. Okay, but Brady is also young and spry. Like he, he yeah. has he has more. You know, he has a lot of the youth. That's yeah, like youth you is think, on our side. What do you, you think that Brady's been playing softball? I mean, the kid have you seen the kid? Played... Like, first of all, he's pretty. I mean, he's he's very fit. He's he's. Loved he plays sports. Some yeah. of us were at a sporting he was a baseball store with player. Brady yeah. and how'd he a couple look? weeks ago. He knows his way around okay, the good. diamond. Yeah. He's okay. a good pickup. Batting yeah. third and at shortstop, Beto Duran. Yes. Uh, batting cleanup at first base, Travis Rogers. Smart. Uh, batting fifth at third base, DeMarco Farr. Batting okay. fifth at third base is DeMarco? Yeah. That's not okay. bad. That, I don't right. hate that. Batting sixth. You sound like and, you're questioning that, Cap. Well, I I thought Demarco was either catching or playing first base, but okay. No, 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 no. 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 Yeah. Uh, I need him in a position. Third base. He's going to see a lot of balls. Uh, batting seventh, Michael Funches in left field. Liability. Funch is another one where I think <laughs> Funch is like very like he could be like underrated MVP. Like, I'm hitting you know? the ball to Funches no. every time. You don't think Funches? Wait, do you guys know something about Funches? I don't know. Yeah, I feel well, like he, he told us last no. week that he can't even throw a yeah, ball. I mean, he said he can oh, run. Okay. Okay. I've been around this game my whole life. I can look at Funches and tell him I'm hitting the ball to you until a play is made. That's really. What I'm doing. I mean, I'm only half joking, but like, yes, that will be on the scouting report. I'm going to start do- doing that where I'm just going to be like, I have never played baseball before. Like, I I don't even I don't even I don't even own a glove. Batting seventh at second base, <laughs> Lindsey Fulton. There we go. Wow, Lindsey, you must not be happy with that spot seven. It's really? A good spot. I'm fine with it. It's like the no, Dodgers line. Come on, but no, no. Productive Lindsay, out of that seven, eight, slot. nine. Yeah. yeah. No, you should want to be up higher in the in the in the batting order so that you can get more at bats. I should, but I'm a team player, Cappy. So you gotcha. know. Batting eighth at catcher, Doctor Clapper. How, how are you? How are you? How are you? 
That's what he says every time somebody comes it, to the plate. It, That's the right. idea. And batting ninth in right field where I can do the least damage, me. So wait, Taylor's playing center. There's only nine. Funchess is playing left. There's oh, not. There's Taylor's not, there's also not four outfielders. pitching. Yeah, that's, not, that's a sneaky. Oh no, we're yeah. not. We're only Taylor. doing three. Outfielders. We're only doing three outfielders. Yeah. I'll say this: I don't actually think that's the best idea. I think that if we find a way, like four outfielders, it just plain makes the game go faster. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. like not everything's gonna get to the wall, and it's like once you can't three outfielders is a little tricky, but I think it'll be okay. I, I just. I think we could consider a four outfield setup and a ten person lineup. That's how most co-ed softball games are played. Is that but, right? Yes. But isn't it a uh, indoor park? If I'm mistaken, indoor. No? Absolutely. Oh, I thought not. it was. No, no I don't think it is. No. I, don't I guess I thought it was called indoor. like a sportsplex. Okay, it is. Well, then it you're is because yeah. it's outside. I just associated sportsplex with an indoor thing. No, but, no, no, no. You know. So, Lindsay, I did not realize you were a uh, high end uh, high school athlete. A plus, no, no. Plus she considered playing collegiately. Well, I let's say I played. I played in high school my freshman year softball. I played. College soccer until junior year. I didn't want to play by the time I was a senior because I was over it. So I'm just saying, like, I cared deeply about it. I'm very competitive. Mm -hmm. I think I was pretty good, but I probably haven't. Like, occasionally for, like, every year we have our family reunion and I play in that softball game. But aside from that. Will you go to a batting cage at all this week, Lindsay? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I do go to batting cages, too, for fun. So Let me tell you something about my trash talk style, just so you guys understand. Okay. Greg. Tell us about your style. I don't talk to other players. I talk to my own team about the opponents at loud volume and ignore the other team. That's the best way to play. I operate. It gets very annoying after inning one. You know what I'm saying? Where that's so just be ready for that. This is how be I be ready this for is, this is how I trash talk. Yes. That's how you roll. This is how I move. But okay. I won't be talking to you. I will be speaking of you. Of me to, to them. Other players on my team. Yes. Kathy, so Clinton, do you have a lineup will, yet? Clinton, you will be in the head of Team Mace. Oh, yeah. I mean this is this is a large part of what I even bring to the table, yeah. frankly. You know, uh, a mental game? Oh, the psychological battle has already clearly been lost. So, Linz, my goal is for us to party the most. Yes, that's a good goal, too. <laughs> Don't you think that's a good reach goal for us? I think we should party and have fun because usually the people that are having the most fun are the people that are winning. Yes, you know? exactly. correct. Uh, Mace says he's stocking his uh, dugout not with, like, bubble gum, but with gummies. Yes, oh, gummies. That could, that could backfire. Everybody gummy up! <laughs> yeah, that depends on, like, what that, that situation is. Yeah, that could definitely backfire, Mace. Gummy up, Linz! Let's go! It'll be like the fifth inning and everyone's just like, uh. One, three, one, two, three. <laughs> gummy up! <laughs> gummy up! Now, Bergie, you asked me, do I have my yes. lineup say yeah, You have ha- to understand something. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready a, for I'm it. I'm a delegator, mm-hmm. and oh, I know what no. I have Happy. in Clinton Yates. No, I, I got know. It. Yeah. I know that Clinton Yates. So you're passing off? the buck. Wow, look at you. No, I, I offered to do. Oh, you this. offered. All right, Absolutely. what do you got then? What do you? Well, wait. We're, we're going to work on it we're as the week goes it, on. It's a workshopping sort of situation. Yeah, I mean, Mason Hughes went straightforward. He's like, "This is my lineup. This, this is my, my team. This is yeah. what I got." Cap, where's your? You know, I'll tell you. Okay, I can just look at this and give you a pretty good idea, right? Okay, now. Mario's going to lead off. Okay, Bergman's Bergman's going to bat second. I'll probably bat third. Kirk's going to bat fourth. I hear Kirk, by the way, can really He, he can rake, yeah. yeah. We'll go Sandoval, fifth, uh, Emily, sixth, George, seventh. I don't know where Cap wants to bat. That's the other thing. Like Cappy, where, are you the leadoff guy? Bat where at the are top, you? Or do you want to stay towards the bottom so you stay fresh because you're going to be throwing so many pitches? Yeah, I, I wonder if maybe I should just go toe-to-toe with Mace and just bat ninth. I, I think that that's, that's that a good might idea. be something we do. So that that sort of rounds it out, and Alan Sleep was batting eighth, and Scott goes ninth. I, this is pretty easy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, no, I, I, I think the lineups, yeah. yeah, they they lay out just right. I agree. Uh, Cappy, how competitive are you going to be at this thing? Is it win, is it play to the death or is it let's just have a good time? It's let's just have a good time while we're by playing winning. to the death <laughs> by winning. You know, yeah, like right. like I would always say to my little league teams, guys, this is really fun, but it's even more fun when you win. Right. So I'm planning on having a really good time. I'm planning on putting on a real show for all the seven ten fans. Yeah. That come out. Yeah. But I would like to win, if I'm being honest. Uh, are you guys going to use the shift? We're going to use the shift. No. There will yeah, be no we shift. We are definitely going to shift. There will be no shift. I was going to say, is the shift banned? Are we no. going to have a pitch clock? Are we going to have any weird rules? 
I think once we get there and you see how the pace of the game works and I start yelling at you to keep it moving, right. no, I'm joking. It'll be fine. Like That's the cool thing about these kind of facilities is that once you get out there and you see the vibe of the situation, everybody's there to have fun. It should I mean, be like the Savannah so- Bananas type situation. No. We do like a bunch yes. of crazy yes. stuff. Yes. Yes. I love that idea. Yeah. I'm not here for yes. that. I'm here that's for a good that. Idea. I'll be there yeah. for yeah, it. This is what we're doing. This is a radio station. Oh, let's, yeah, yeah. Do that. let's do that thing where you uh, like put your... Put, no, do the thing where you put your... Yeah, exactly. bat? No, that's Forehead on the bat, like you spin, yeah, spin around. Yeah. yeah, that's funny. What we're going to do is have a big stretching sesh before the game yeah, with do that. both teams yeah. so nobody pulls up lame. Definitely should. Wait, so you know, Clint, you're going you're gonna to stretch Team Mace in addition to I think, Team Cap? No, I think that's going to be Beto and I are going to do a little pregame double team stretch sesh mm-hmm. at the same time where we'll be leading the stretches, doing them together. We came up with this plan when we were at the Dodgers game last Friday. I hey, will Clint, be what, at that sesh. Yes. I, I have a question, sesh. though. What, what, if, what if, let's just say... That the starting pitcher requires to be relieved. Have you thought about who's the next pitcher in and who sh- yes. should go to what positions? Yes, I think at that point, I honestly think Mario. For whatever reason, Mario, I think is going to be our relief guy. I don't know why. I just feel like he's got a way to find the zone. But we'll be fine. We can also determine this on game day. We'll have some some pretrial. Ramona's going to start for us, but I think Lindsay would be our uh, first arm out of the pen. I mean, I'm fine with that, but I do want to say, I, I feel like, I'm talking with Greg back here, I feel like our lack of reserves is a little concerning to me, Yeah, and I think we need to, like, we need to, we need to do something, like, I got to reach out to, like, Matthew you Perry or somebody. You think we need to identify some, some, some bench players yeah. that could potentially be eligible? Yeah, we I don't need a part of the station. We need yeah. some yeah. depth. I, if for no other reason than just injuries, you know, right. potentially becoming a thing, that's not a bad idea. Maybe you have a little supplemental draft, if you will. Greg, how could we organize that? That's well, a we very tried. good idea. Did O'Shea ever get back to you? Uh, O'Shea did not get back to me. Yeah, but no, no, but that's a good no idea. Good. Clinton Scott, is on to it. Not as Clinton is on to something big here. You know what we should do, guys? Mm. We should put together a group of names. Yep. And we should have a supplemental draft. Before <laughs> yeah, like like Friday. Matthew Barry, like some of you know some of our like recurring guests, like people sure. people that the station find, is familiar with. You figure know, out availabilities, right. figure out who can play. And Plasky, see if your best available. friend, Mace. Plasky, hey, I love Bill. <laughs> hey, Ireland, can we get Michael Thompson to come? <laughs> yeah, great guess. Yes, absolutely. Um, I think a supplemental draft is in order. Yeah, I think I'm. And it might it. happen on the day, by the way. Like if we're grab there, some people. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like exactly. that, that could be part of it. Um, all right, uh, we are back tomorrow at one o'clock. Um, and coming up next for you is uh, my favorite afternoon show, Shidano and Cappy with the big CY in for George. Uh, see you tomorrow, seven ten ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Come on. What's up, dude? Georgie Sedano, summer league starting for you tonight, huh, man? Yep, late game, 8 o'clock, ESPN2. Who's playing? Uh, Knicks and Blazers. And the coolest thing in that game, if you want to watch some hijinks, is that Richard Jefferson will be a referee. An official in the second quarter, and Monty McCutcheon, who is the lead, like head of all officiating now, he used to be a referee for a very long time, will be on the broadcast with me, basically dissecting Richard's terrible refereeing. What if it's really good? (laughs) 
Well, then he will say, I mean, it's probably not going to be good. But if he, if it is good, he'll give him love. He'll give him some some love on the broadcast. But it's just going to be the second quarter. Um, we're going to do like a real game in the first, then Richard and the hijinks, uh, and then the third and fourth quarter. I mean, we'll do a game, but it'll also depend on if the game is close or not. I so love Dono, this idea. Yeah, for those who who don't know, like, give us a rundown of what the what the daily is like in Vegas. You know what I'm saying from a broadcast standpoint. You know, people like to know what the behind the scene the behind the scenes things are. For a regular season game, it's one thing. How does this go in summer league for Sedano on a Vegas day, getting ready for a broadcast? Okay, well, I got on a flight around noon today, and then I arrived here about one. And, wait, wait, wait! Uh, what happened the on the flight? We're we're bearing the lead here. <laughs> I was on the flight, same flight as uh, the governor of the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, is that so? I was, and uh, we had a very nice, uh, quick, brief, uh, cordial, lovely conversation. Hold on, I have a quick question. Um, when oh, we geez, found out, <laughs> when we found out that the governor was on the flight, you made a point to yeah. mention that she was sitting, you know, well behind you. <laughs> So I, I don't know behind, well behind me. me. She was she was sitting behind me. Yeah, like in the next row behind. But you? what does that have to do with anything? That well, has, no. to, that has nothing to do with anything. Just well, the seat that they picked. Right, but here's my question. See, if you flew Southwest and I knew that everything was the same, I'd be like, okay, well, George got on first, or George had the A seat, or whatever. But did you have ESPN first class, and the governor was back in coach? I mean, what are you saying? No, everybody was flying first class. But the um, the just their seats were behind me. You when I said that that she was on the flight, you you immediately wrote in all caps, I believe, if I recall correctly, or at least with an exclamation mark. You wrote, "Go talk to her," and I was just <laughs> like, "Dude, she's not like next to me." You know what I mean? Like, what do you want me to get up in the middle of the flight, like where we're taxiing on the way out to like just, "Hey, what's up?" No, well, I, I just mean, figured I, I would. They were. I wanted you to bring it in. I wanted you and, and Jeannie to bring it in. That's all. We, we, we don't have that kind of relationship, although she was very nice, as per usual. Um, and, uh, you know, it's funny. I, after all these years, I've never actually been, like, in a close proximity with her where I could have, like, a normal conversation. It's always been on the show. Um, so it was nice to see her. And, yeah, she was just uh, – she's a lovely lady. So it was very nice to catch up all right, with so her. So both I'll, you and I'll, she I'll, were I'll in first brief. class. You guys are both in first class, but she's a few rows behind you or right behind you. I mean, why do we need to talk about the airplane stuff? Who cares? Well, you have told us many, many times that it is contractually obligated that you have first class. <laughs> I kind of care. Okay. <laughs> Moving right lie. along, after Cappy, you stepped we were, out on we, the tarmac in Vegas, how did things go on? Because obviously you were hobnobbing with, you know, the governor, whose name apparently we can't mention on this show because that's too pretentious, I guess. No? Maybe? Perhaps? I don't, maybe no, just it's like fine. I, look, <laughs> we just, I, you know what I said as soon as we got off the plane? Have a nice trip. Uh, okay. Enjoy your time. That was not, literally what I said on the way out. I'll see you at the game. I mean, I don't. I don't think I will see her at a game today because the Lakers don't play today. You didn't want to say anything like, "Hey, perhaps while you're here and I'm here, we should get together, have a nice little get together." I did not. No. Mm. <laughs> Dinner one night, perhaps? Are you I'm not you. I, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not you. I'm mm. not going to sit here and try to schmooze someone. Um, and first of all, I. You wanted, again, you wanted me to bother her while she's sitting on a flight. Like I was, which I was not going to do. So we, when I, when I did uh, get a chance to chat with her was when uh, everyone was uh, getting ready to get off the plane. So that was when I chatted her up for a few minutes. Okay. So mm -hmm. you mentioned that the, in the, the run-in was cordial, cordial, nice, and professional. Is that how you would describe what happened yesterday between LeBron James and Mr. Westbrook? Was it a similar type of situation? Oh, no, no. And what do you No, think? no. Yeah, absolutely not. I would say my 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 brief conversation with her was was very pleasant, very kind, uh, very nice. Um, yeah, like cordial, uh, very very just very 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 nice is what I would describe it, or the how I would describe it. What we saw uh, from the two gentlemen you just mentioned, LeBron and Westbrook, that was icy. That needs thought. Yes. That needs to be thought out. That's like one of those, like when you go to a, a fancy wedding and they've got one of those ice sculptures. That that's the type of thing we're talking about with those two. Uh, with me and uh, the governor um, or the governess, perhaps. Perhaps. Um, it, it was. It was very, very. She could not have been nicer to me. So I was very. Uh, I was. It was a very pleasant experience. But did you that, refer those to her two, as Miss Governor, or did you call her Jeannie or Miss Boss? I mean, what'd you call her? No, I just said Jeannie. I said hi, Jeannie George Sedano. Oh, first um, name. 
And, and then she said, <laughs> yes. And then I just said, you know, we've never actually met in person because we've always just done, had these conversations on the phone on the show. And she was like, oh, yeah, it was great to see you. She's, of course, she, I, I recognize the face now. Because um, you I and am I George Sedano from TV. Right. Televisions. I, well, no, I, well, also, we are more plastered, you know, on, in the arena um, right. during the season. So there's that. When Cappy is pointing at her obnoxiously, I'm sure. <laughs> um, like he's pointing at everyone in the arena obnoxiously <laughs> with that point he does. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Clinton. Yes. I, bro, I'm just telling you. Like, I, I, this is not me saying I know anything, but man, when I saw that, and I wasn't here for it, I just saw it on TV. I, I texted people who were there, and it was ice cold, ice tea, ice cube, all the ices put together. I, I'm with you. There's no way in the world. I've lived on this earth for 41 years, I've been to a lot of places, I've seen a lot of people, I have a lot of friends. There is no way in the world you're going to tell me based on human experience that when two human beings on the same team who once were very much happy to be in the same room cannot seem to get it together in the same place when they're both there for any sort of public appearance or anything, that is a problem. I don't care how you cut it, Scott. Well, I mean, it, it, I can look it, at it the... slightly differently, though. I mean, listen, LeBron's on one side. Russ is on the other side. LeBron's got his people. Presumably, Russ has his people. And for Russ to come yeah. from this side over to this side, he, Russ has to walk over and kiss the ring. We know that LeBron's not going to him. Russ has to come to him. I mean, don't you think? I mean, Russ has to go to LeBron. LeBron doesn't go to Russ, right? This is kind of the whole point of what I'm saying. This kind of chain of command is something that should already be established. If you're actually friends, that kind of stuff doesn't matter. Right. Well, especially when you factor in that last year when I was there, that they came in together and left together. Mm -hmm. So there was that part of the equation mm -hmm. too. Um, yeah, look, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's not good, you know, is my guess. I mean, and, and again, that's not me knowing anything. That's just me, you know, 30,000 foot view and the optics of it. N not great is what I would say. Well, LeBron is, is on his side of the arena. Like, oh my God, there's Russ. God, I've been telling them to trade him. They haven't done it yet. I don't really want to. I talk don't think to him. that's the conversation. He's no, this having is on. this yeah. is internal. This is an internal yeah. conversation. You know, this is what's oh. going on in LeBron's mind. Oh, in his own mind. head, you're saying. Right. Yeah, right. In LeBron's mind, yeah. LeBron is going, "Oh my God, there's Russ. I didn't know he was going to be here. I don't really want to say hello to him, and I don't really need all the cameras all over us. Hopefully, he stays on his side of the arena. And for Russ, you're like on the other side, going, "Well, the Lakers are doing everything they can to accommodate me. They found a coach who's probably more my style, who's gonna, who's really talking publicly about how great I am and how much he loves me and how much he believes in me. So the Lakers seem to be going out of their way for Russ. So you know what? Let the captain, let LeBron come over and say hello to me. So two egos on either side of an arena. You suppose that they were possibly texting each other going, yo, dog, you stay over there, I'll stay over here and let everybody talk about us. No chance. I mean, no, I don't, I doubt that would be the case is my guess, but, um, Look, it, it, it is weird. There's no – anyone that wants to make it anything other than weird is just not living in reality, okay? Like, that, that's just it. Because, for example, tomorrow night I have the late games. Again, I, I'm on sidelines tomorrow for the late games. And I text – you know, I know Mike Trudell will be there. And I said, hey, after you're done and I'm done, let's go grab a meal. But when I see him, even though I see him all the time, to your point, Cappy – I'm going to bring it in when I see Trudell, but you know, and, and we're on the same team here. We're all in team NBA, you know, Trudell and I, so you, you got to say hi to your teammates. So I, I just found it to be very odd. Very I strange. don't know, man. I, I feel like I've been to arenas before and I'm like, Oh, a buddy of mine's over there, but you know what? I'm hanging out over here and I don't really, at half no, 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 There's a big crowd no. of people. Now this is different. Okay. First of all, if you're in one side of the arena, you're not, first of all, you're going to a game. If you're going to a game, you're going to a game where there's a lot of people. It's a sold out arena, 20,000 people. I could see that trying to navigate that to get to the other side of the arena or somewhere else where your buddy is, is one thing. How many people but are there for a game like this? Maybe yesterday. I mean, maybe eight to 10,000. And by the way, they're in the stands. Like, right. You know, everybody can see you don't need everybody. To yeah. Right. You can cut that. Neither of them need to cut, need to go through the stands. <laughs> they can just go across the court. Mm. Let me think about Scott. Let me ask you a question. So, for mm. example, 
let's just use, I don't know, Keyshawn's birthday party as an example. Going to be a lot ah. of people there, a lot of people yeah. you kind of know. If Sedano, somebody said, hey, there goes Sedano. He just got in. Would you not make some kind of an effort to go say what up to him, even though there's a bunch of other people yeah. there and you've maybe established yourself at the party at that point? Mm. This is an interesting question. Hold that thought. Let's <laughs> tackle that on the other side. Sedano's in Vegas. The big CY's in studio. This is Sedano and Cap, and we're just getting rolling on a Monday afternoon. This is 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Sedano and Cap here on a Monday afternoon on 710 ESPN. Clinton Yates, the president of the Handsome Man community, who, by the way, Clinton, I must thank you yet again publicly. Yes. For allowing those of us who never made it into the Handsome Man community to have honorary memberships the night of the Mandy's. I'm holding on to that very tight. I don't know how long my term is, but I'm very proud to be part of the Handsome Man community. Listen, that was a big night for everybody. And the bottom line is, too, is that that was a little bit freestyled. I wasn't really sure what I was going to say when we got our moment, but so many different listeners, people who would come out to press the flesh, all the great listeners of 710 who were so nice and so kind, they were like, hey, how do I get a membership? And once that number got to 10, like which happened within the first hour I was there, I said, like, you know what? It's time. It's time to open up and bless everybody. And as a result, we now have a much larger chapter of the Handsome Man community, the local chapter. And that was just a great moment, and I'm really glad that we got to do it. I wonder how many people who are not currently honorary members of the Handsome Man community will show up Friday for our all-star softball game and ask for an honorary membership. Is there a, is there a, a, a threshold? Like it has to be 10 and then everybody's in? No, just not quite the same. This is a different kind of function. There was something about the vibe of the Mandy's because you really had to not just earn it, but you had to prove it to be there. I felt like there was something different about what we were doing for that particular award show, the inaugural award show that was, of course, your big night. This is more of a summer camp type vibe at the West Covina Sports Complex. That was more of a, I don't know, graduation type vibe. I understand. So George Sedano is in Vegas for Summer League. He's going to be with us here for the first hour and change of the show and gone for the week. Dude is out working hard all week long. So, George, you were talking about LeBron on one side of the arena, Russ on the other side of the arena, and neither of these two guys coming together. And really the reaction from the world, which is an assumption that if they don't hug it out in public, then clearly there's something wrong between these two, which is why they stayed in their separate corners. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, look, clearly there's not love there. Um, you know, I, I think it doesn't mean that if they had to play together, it would be an issue. I mean, you know, we've seen it here in L.A. before where that team has had plenty of guys that didn't necessarily get along and played just fine together. So uh, I, I is it ideal? No. Is it as big a deal as it would? It's only a big deal because it's summer league and it's July 11th and there's not a lot to talk about right now. <laughs> really? So so you don't think that when uh, everybody went crazy when they saw LeBron sitting courtside and he was uh, eating like a bag of his own homemade? Oh, that that's a bigger deal to me. I love right. that he's going in with his Ziploc snacks. Right. Did you see this, Clinton? I did see that. But hold on. Yeah. I want to rewind here. I'm Scott, I'm not willing to say this is not a big deal. If for no other reason than 
all of the data points we have along this line, this is not trending well. I don't agree that they have to have a problem. I'm kind of with George on this, but it means there's certainly no love lost. And that is awkward. These summer league games are very much kind of, I don't want to say intimate affairs, but the whole reason why LeBron shows up with such pomp and circumstance is because, hello, you get to see LeBron. It's, it, it's an actual thing. And yeah. for him not to want to even – for him not to want to include Russell and Russell to have no desire to be included, that to me tells you something about two guys that are just not necessarily on the same page in a situation that, like you say, George, it isn't a big deal unless it's at Summer League, but it is a big deal because it is at Summer League, if that makes sense. No, possible? I get it. It's the. Go ahead, George. I'm, go ahead. I, I would say it's the equivalent of going to like a small music venue, right? And you know, in regards to it being important, right here mm-hmm. because it, it's it's what's going on. Like going to a small venue, but at this venue, you're always going to have like really famous people, the, like the comedy store, right? When you go to the comedy store, you may see a comic who's, you know, done okay for themselves. Is still very young in their comedic career, but Chris Rock could be in the crowd, right? Or right. a bunch of different Adam Sandler, whoever. A bunch of different famous people can just pop through there, and and I think Summer League has a vibe like that to Clinton's point. So even though it's not a big deal, it is kind of a big deal. <laughs> think these guys absolutely 100% knew that they were both going to be in the same place at the same time before they no. were? I, no, my guess is no, no. See, that's why I know everybody's talking about it like, ooh, it was super icy, and, you know, they didn't hug it, it out. It was. You know, and they, yeah. they, didn't, they didn't perform for the cameras. See, I would have thought that from a LeBron standpoint, you'd be like, yo, Russ, I'm here. I see you're here. At halftime, why don't you come on over? Let's, let's say hello. Because if nothing else... LeBron could have said, look at all these pictures. Here I am hugging it out. This shows everybody that we're getting ready for the season and we plan on playing together. And I only say that because maybe then LeBron can can use it as leverage. Like, we're not getting rid of Russ. We, we don't have a whole bunch of interest in other stuff. And then that maybe forces Brooklyn, as an example, to say, hey, maybe they don't want to get rid of Russ. Maybe LeBron wants to embrace Russ. So we better make this trade with Kyrie. Like, I just I could have built a case for there's a positive piece of PR if the two of them are seen together hugging it out. But uh, on the other right, hand, but they didn't. So right. So now we're in the hand, negative PR. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but 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 just what if like LeBron's going that particular day? Russ and LeBron haven't talked. Russ is going that particular day. They both show up at the same place. They're both big stars. They're both multi gazillionaires. One's on one side. One's on the other. I don't want to get up and go over to LeBron because if I go over to LeBron, cameras are going to flash and people are going to come around us, and that's a whole headache for us. And on the other hand, LeBron's not getting up and going to Russ. I mean, couldn't it just be that simple? No, because you're jumping past the problem. If it's a headache for two teammates to talk to each other at a basketball game who are teammates on a basketball team, you have thus described the issue, not the solution. That's what I'm saying. I guess I just feel like anytime you're around LeBron, especially if you're Russ, that's only going to make everybody take pictures and put stuff on Twitter and and post pictures everywhere. And as just, opposed to what, as opposed to them doing that while they're sitting there separately, right? Which is, I guess, what's really happened here. And now it leads everybody to jump to a conclusion, which is these two guys hate each other, obviously. Well, I don't know about hate. Hate is that. a very strong word. Yeah, I don't think and, that. And you oh, and, right. and you always love to, to you always love to jump to like the you see you. This is always the problem with you. We always say you're extra. You go from literally a one, right, or a two on the, you know, on a ten on a scale of ten to like nine or ten very quickly. You go from from like oh it was icy, which is like you know one or a two, maybe even a three, to like they hate each other, which is ultimate ten, definitive. It's over. And also, Scott here, the the point here is is that. You know, without having to be extremists, like there are, again, very real things to be taken from this if you are the actual team. You've got to take this kind of stuff into consideration when you're talking about how you deal with the dudes on your roster. How they interact is a large part of what actual personnel work is. And so you can't just dismiss it out of hand as a Twitter headline that's there to sort of appease the masses who care about this stuff in transaction Twitter. This is real life stuff between two guys that are on the actual team. I think you've got to pay attention to this a little bit more than just what the headline said. Can I? Can we? Can we talk about though the snacks? Like I love. The, <laughs> yes, see, please. I've always been a big, a big proponent of, you know, real G's move in silence, right? Like lasagna. Yes. Um, 
And, you, and, and I think that, you know, LeBron, it's been told to me, and I've repeated this story numerous times over the years, that, uh, you know, he can be a little frugal. So, to me, not a huge surprise for the guy who didn't pay for the Pandora subscription and let the commercials run when he was in the locker rooms in Miami and Cleveland. Wow, like, not hate. a big surprise. He's bringing snacks. Don't hate about the Pandora subscription. You know I still use Pandora, and you know I've never paid to, uh, to be commercial-free. So I'm on the same page with LeBron on this. And I would even be on the same page with LeBron when it comes to bringing a bag of snacks. Because I was trying to examine what was in the bag of snacks because I was trying to freeze frame it and hold on to it and see if I could get into it. It looked like LeBron is snacking on some almonds, for example. It's trail mix. Almonds. Yeah. we got to kill the no. eating sounds. This is driving me insane. Like, who, you don't like ASMR? On. No, that's nasty. Sorry, go on. <laughs> yeah. All I'm saying is, is that everybody jumps to this like, LeBron's cheap, and uh, and LeBron is uh, doesn't want to buy food at the arena. Whereas I'm thinking about no, no, like, no, 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 no. Multiple things can be true at once. Okay, let me hear. LeBron can be frugal. That okay. seems to be um, something that many of his own teammates have said, while also saying he's very generous at times. Right, like the gift giving and stuff like that. Like that, you know, on top of the jewelry he's provided historically over the years as well. But I'm talking about like you know he'll hook guys up on Christmas or when he gets stuff from his his people at different endorsements or whatever, like he always hooks his teammates up. But he is kind of frugal. And also, he's clearly built like an Adonis. So to keep that body, you're not snacking on, you know, Kit Kats and Hershey's chocolate all the time, right? Like you're you're probably eating healthy stuff. So I'm that's why gonna, he brought the snacks. I'm not going to lie. This is a little bit disappointing. I did not know this about LeBron. And the snacks is one thing. When it comes to food consumption, how people sort of meet out their money, so to speak, that, no pun intended, meet, M-E-T-E, is a different thing. But the Pandora, bro, I mean, come on. You can't shell out the 15 bucks a month for the subscription <laughs> to get past the ads? That is deeply disappointing So I a saw, lot of levels. Sir. I saw in the thread where Man. someone posted this, like, making the point, LeBron's a billionaire, yet he's bringing. The funny thing is just, like, the visual of LeBron with the little Ziploc baggie. Like, you know, that's what I think is, like, so funny about it because – he could easily have had stuff prepared and like had it in a much less conspicuous container where I feel like it wouldn't have been such a big deal. That's my See, thought on it. I, I'm with, I disagree. See, I think LeBron is just a normal guy. Yeah, he's a billionaire, and yeah, he's an international superstar, and yes, he's a basketball icon. But in the end, he's just a regular guy, just like the rest of us. Regular guys buy nachos at the stand and pay for Pandora subscriptions. I know because I do it myself. I'm a pretty regular dude. <laughs> Somebody said that um, he yeah. also is infamous for back when you didn't have unlimited data. He he would only oh, no. use his phone when it was on Wi-Fi because he didn't want to use up his data Bro, and like pay crazy. extra and go that over. I, I believe that. And he, that he also had multiple phones, I believe. So I am that. I mean, he had like, to hear this. He had like a... Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, I mean, company? I remember he had a deal yes. with like Android and still had like an iPhone too. So like there was that. <laughs> I mean, um, wow. so I mean, yeah. So, so wait, I, I, all that stuff sounds. That's accurate. the other question. There's so many reasons why he could be doing this, right? It could be frugality. It could be for health reasons. Another thing I it's saw pointed it. out is yeah. he can't have anything with like a brand name on it that he doesn't endorse. I remember covering That's him fair. back when he first went to Cleveland and he would put duct tape around his, his water bottles or his gator, whatever he was drinking. If it wasn't his one of his products, he'd either po tear the labels off or he'd have duct tape around it because he doesn't want to be seen photographed with anything that's not one of his brands. Fair. This yeah, I just, I just well feel like, like the guy is in his off-season training and he knows exactly what he's going to put into his body, so he'd rather bring right. it than take the chance of having to buy something there. A big thing of popcorn's not working for LeBron, but a nice bag of trail mix, that's his deal. And I actually think it's quite cute to see him sitting there. Holding. It is adorable. Right? I, I agree. It's, cute. I, it's very endearing to me. Yeah. Right. Normalizes him uh, yeah, a little it's bit. Ve it's, very, it's very man of the people, uh, Scott Kaplan. Is that's an <laughs> award you won. Although, although the community is claiming you are no longer going to be the man of the people next year because you, everyone was posting food and drinks from over the weekend in the Twitter community. And you posted some like uh, – some ahi thing that, uh, you know, like concoction. Yeah, it was a tad bougie. It was very – Clinton, it was very on bougie. This. Yeah. It mean, was a tad on. bougie. I, I, I thought, I thought. Listen, Scott Kaplan can go out and enjoy a nice dinner like everybody else every once in a while. Scott is very good about posting what he does. I thought the attacks were a little unfair. I, yeah, and and remember, the attacks started with Beto Duran.
You know, <laughs> everything starts with better. Opponents okay? on Friday, by the way. Right. And, and, and which I'm really looking forward to winning just to kind of stick it to Beto a little bit, you know? And that's, that's why I'm going to be competitive about this game on Friday. All right, hold on, everybody. George is in Vegas. CY's in the house. This is Sedano and Cap. We got a lot to get to, including is there a brewing feud in the Dodger clubhouse while the team is in Fuego? We'll get to that story coming up in just a matter of moments. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. What's going on? Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Sedano is in Vegas with Summer League. We've got him for an hour and a half on Monday, and then he's gone for the week. But the big CY is in the house and, Clint, you're going to be with us all week, aren't you? I am, and I just wanted to say quickly, since we were talking about Beto, our opponent, on Friday, I want to be clear about this on the air. Beto showed me an incredible time at Dodger Stadium on Friday. We went out there. He took me all around, told me a bunch of stories about him being a kid and being there, introduced me to all his friends. So all this love is competitive and all that, but I've been there to Dodger Stadium a bunch of times, mainly for work. And I sort of hadn't gotten the real experience. So, Beto, appreciate you for doing that. There you go. Nice job. Way to go, Beto. Appreciate that, man. I'll do that, too. I'll do that. I thought we are supposed to go on a taco tour with Beto Duran. He <laughs> said not so much anymore after you had your bougie uh, dinner the other day. <laughs> I mean, can a man have, like, a, 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 I don't even know what you call it, like an ahi stack? It's kind of got, like, avocado smashed up yeah. in the bottom, and then it's got ahi on the top, and then there's a bunch of other stuff mixed in there. That you, what, a guy can't put that on a chip every now and again? I love those, by the way. You know, it's funny. When I they was in uh, Vegas, my friend ordered a bunch of appetizers. We were at Outback. Love Outback, by the way. I know everyone makes fun. It's chain. Love it. He ordered, he just ordered a bunch of appetizers, and he ordered the ahi. And it's like listed on the menu as like, uh, like seared ahi. That's all it's called. And then we get it, and he's like, that looks like fish. And I was like, yeah, it's ahi tuna. And he's like, well, I didn't know that. And I was like, who doesn't know that ahi is tuna? Am I wrong? I feel like that's a pretty common thing to know. I think you got to get some other friends, bro. I mean, I mean he. <laughs> the funny thing is, he's, he's in the military, and he. I said, I literally said, you've been to more countries than anybody that I know, and you've been to almost every single state, but you are the least cultured person that I know. You don't even know what ahi tuna is. Isn't well, that he's crazy? Like in the mess, in the mess hole, they don't serve ahi. That's true. That's you true. know, he, he's used to eating those those what are the RMEs or whatever MREs. MREs there we yeah. go. Yeah. See, if he would have just said that I didn't know ahi was fish, I would have been like, okay, that's a little surprising. I think people realize that ahi's fish, like a steak, is a cow. But ahi, I didn't know that, you know, it was tuna. Like, does everybody know that ahi is a form of a tuna fish? Yes. Well, yeah, he didn't. He, that's what I'm saying. He didn't know it was fish. He thought he had no idea what it was. We got it. And he looked at the picture. There was a picture of it on the menu. And he's like, oh, that looks like fish. And I was like, yes. He had no I didn't clue. really think the picture that I posted in the community was all that bougie. I mean, come on. Was it really? Uh, a little bit. It was mean, that I, really? I mean, I listen, think I, it was a little Compared really? to what other people were posting, folks were at bars, folks were by pools. You look like you were on a date. Well, if, if, you would, you yeah. know, if, if I would have posted yeah. like an hour earlier, it would have been a whole different situation. But I looked at my phone and I was like, oh, look at this. Everybody's posting on Twitter where they are, what they're doing. Everybody's posting food pictures. This happens to be where I am right now. This is a nice, colorful fl- plate of food. I think I'll put it out there. Well, let me let me break down to you why. Let's If you want to call up this picture, first of all, you've got the exposed brick in the background, which means this is a pretty nice place. Second of all, are these the menus? Because these are the wordiest menus I've ever seen in my life. This looks like a novel that I would be reading in high school. Like, there's a lot of things on here leading me to believe that this is a pretty nice joint. Yeah, and, and truth be told, Clinton, I, I didn't take the picture myself. You know, you okay. can imagine I was with somebody. And you'll notice there's only one glass of wine I wasn't even drinking, you know. I just thought it was a nice, colorful picture. I'm getting ripped. Was it for, Rachel and she it, was the one who ordered it? Yeah, that's exactly right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah awesome. one glass of wine, one nice little ahi stack. And I put it into the community, 
And it was too bougie for everybody. So you're throwing Rachel under the bus now? Pretty much right now is what's now, happening. That's exactly I, right. I, I, will def- I will defend you a little bit, Cappy, because if you go to Yard House, now I don't think Yard House is like, uh, you know, I think it's good food. I wouldn't call it high-end cuisine necessarily. Um, they have an ahi stack at Yard House. Oh, yeah. It's a nice day. really is. I like we, it. We love an ahi stack. Let's be clear. I think it was just... A little out of sync with what a lot of people thought was sort of like a Saturday afternoon kind of kind of a bro hang. Should have put of, wings and beer. Kind of I vibe. Think yeah, I think that, that's yeah. Okay, so Cappy. Yeah. To, to Clinton's point, you know what? I, what we had for dinner last night? Tell me. Pulled pork sliders. Oh, nice. See. Yeah. And, you know, well, a little bun. You mm-hmm. Toasted the bun. Put a little pulled pork. Some barbecue sauce. You're good to go. That is uh, that would be more that would have been more appropriate in the community. You should have yeah. ordered some pulled pork sliders. Well, the funny part of it is, is I went there. Um, I wasn't even hungry for dinner last night because it was like middle of the afternoon. Like, I don't know, like five, six o'clock, I should say. And we're at this little dive bar that we like to go to. And there's a guy outside with a food truck and he's making these gigantic roast beef sandwiches. And um, he, he's the guy, the chef himself. He pulled off to the side, and he was eating this thing. And I go, yo, what's that? And he goes, oh, this is my cheesesteak. And I said, that thing looks bomb. And he goes, yeah, well, it's not on the menu. And I'm like, well, next time I'm getting that. And he brought me over a chunk of it. And I pounded on this cheesesteak after already eating half of this giant roast beef sandwich. So I wasn't even hungry. Gotcha. And yet we ordered something like that was intended to be light. And, uh, and again, I just happened to open my phone. Everybody's like, hey, this is, what I'm at. this is where I'm at. This is what I'm doing. I'm like, me too. And then I got ripped for being bougie. No, no, no longer man of the people. I guess not. I guess not. I'm. Uh, yeah, li- I'm, life come life comes at you fast. I know. It Kep, does. I think next time. I think yeah. if you were to include the fact that a Rachel took the picture and she ordered it, and you were like, "Hey, Rachel ordered this this cool," you know, played it off like, "Oh, different. Rachel ordered this this ahi tuna stack thing." What do you guys yeah. think? People you know would what? completely have a different reaction. And, and you know what she said to me As just, after I posted it? She said, "Did you give me photo credit?" <laughs> And ah, I said I did geez. not. Oh, I didn't know mistake. that you wanted Good. photo credit. If I would have given her photo credit, maybe I wouldn't. I wouldn't be called no, bougie. No, it changes everything. But to be fair, that's that's what you get for that. You know what I'm saying? Because the reason people don't do that is because they want to think if somebody likes it, I want people to like me. But then if somebody doesn't like it, they're like, dang, I should have said something about who it really was. Yeah. you learned a lesson there in honesty, Scott. True. Yep. True. Yep. I'm True. with I'm with Clinton on that. Always got to go photo credit. Yeah, must. Yep. It's, it's good advice. Must. It's really good advice. And, and hey, by the way, you can yeah. make it even really easy and just go to the camera emoji and then, you know, write there. That's, right how, that's right. how I you do it. To, yeah. You, you don't even have to write photo cred. Okay. Next time I will do that. I, I just figured everybody in the community would know that, like, obviously I'm with my girlfriend. I mean, come on. That's not that obvious. Me sitting in a bar by myself with an ahi stack and a glass of Chardonnay by myself. I mean, does that seem like a nice Chablis? No, I mean, that could be, you know, something. That I mean, listen, like I just had lunch by myself at the uh, the restaurant downstairs Best here at the, in Vegas. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, you have I, an I ahi that. stack? <laughs> no, I had uh, some carnitas tacos. No, you're a man of the people. That's not bougie. Carnitas tacos. Yeah. After a, and a little uh, guacamole. Little... Yeah. And, yeah. And some more pork today. Wow. It's a lot of pork, George. A lot of pork. All right, I wanted yeah, to get well, to you yeah. guys. I, I want to get you guys' opinion on something here. Um, there was an article written today in the L.A. Times by Dylan Hernandez, who covers the Dodgers, and um, he really, really goes inside the clubhouse on Freddie Freeman. I, I would argue takes a big old shot at Freddie Freeman in the L.A. Times today. I want to present this to you guys and get what you think about it. Because the, the Dodgers, ever since they left Atlanta when Freddie was so emotional, they've been on fire. And yet, the way the reporter from the LA Times would tell you is, and there's a lot of weird stuff that's going on, or at least the way he published it. We'll get to that story coming right back. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN.